This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. All right, let's maybe switch over to Packers offense um, because there's a lot of things I think that we would like to see this Packers team do. And when I look at this Jets defense, again, like they have some they have some players on that side of the ball that they're going to have to look out for, Um, not just you know, in the secondary, which I know that we're going to dive into, but up front as well, right? They they got Carl Lawson from the Bengals. They drafted Jermaine Johnson, who has already been kind of a force. Quinn and Williams obviously has been, was one of their first round picks a couple of years ago. So also some familiar names like Quan Alexander is someone that Rodgers has played against before. And I think he knows him really well. Um, and then we can dive into the secondary, but this team has been playing really well and, this is that's Robert Sala's side of the ball, right? Like this is his bread and butter yeah. is really like hard nose, put all of your all of it into your defense. And like you said, they're on kind of a hot streak and they're feeling themselves right now. And there's nothing that feels better, I think, than getting to and, you know, stopping Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, especially, you know, the same way we talked about Matt LaFleur and you can make the argument that like, hey, this is my brother, like, this is a rivalry game. You know that Mike LaFleur and Robert Saller are coming in saying, hey, you know, how cool would it be to to take this win from them at Lambeau, a place the Packers don't lose? I mean, Matt LaFleur has coached two extra seasons, and he and Robert Saller have the same loss record. They both lost 15 games as a head coach. So, you know, like, the winningness of Matt LaFleur has probably got Saller like, all right, well, let's give him another one. Like, it's just the mentality that you would have. And... I think that the biggest takeaway that we kind of alluded to earlier is just this jet secondary can ball hawk. Like we talked about the Packers not being on the same page as far as, you know, what the the receivers are doing or, you know, running into each other, running the wrong route. And you can't, they just can't afford to do that on Sunday against the jets. The jet secondary is just beyond explosive right now. They've got seven picks only three teams in the NFL have eight. So they're, I guess, tied for second in the league right now with seven turnovers. Six different players have at least one interception. So they're spreading the ball around. It's not just like one guy that you have to look out for. Their entire secondary is a threat. And they've got 23 pass breakups through five weeks. Like, that's insane. You talked about the numbers for the Packers already. Seven total pass breakups for the entire team through five weeks and one pick from Jair against Justin Fields. I think it was Peter Bukowski that tweeted, like, if you would have told me that this Packer secondary that we were, you know, touting as one of the best in the NFL was going to go through five weeks of the season playing Kirk Cousins, Bailey Zappi, Justin Fields, and Daniel Jones, and they would leave with one pick, I that, that would be insane. Nobody would believe you. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, we've been saying all season so far, like, you have to play a clean game. There's a lot of things they have to clean up, like – ball protection all that is going to be even more important this week um and you said it i mean there's been some wrong routes run there have been some miscues by receivers but that just that could mean you know the past few weeks i think that's meant you know some three and outs or you know not getting the deep shots that they want this week that could mean giving the game away right like Mm -hmm. that can be giving the ball back to the jets and just absolutely like losing your chances to even get some points on the board and they cannot afford they just absolutely cannot afford to do that I know that 
I'm sure Matt is scheming up ways to kind of keep the ball in front of his receivers and not have, you know, the Jets secondary be able to hopefully jump routes or, um, you know, get in their way and press them. But he's going to have to get pretty creative at making sure these guys can separate properly um, and hopefully to keep the ball on the ground and Mm -hmm. lean on the run game a little bit more so that these um, these DBs don't even get the opportunity to to take the ball away. Yeah, so it's early in the week right now as we record this. It's Wednesday, so this this could change. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about going into this was Christian Watson, who has you know popped up on the injury report again. He left the game, obviously. And Matt LaFleur made it sound like in his presser that the injury was one of those things that happened because he was being held. And sometimes when you get tugged a certain way, you know, you're you you tweak something. It's just it's just human nature when you play the sport of football that you know you're not always gonna have clean landings. And so whether or not he plays this week, I feel like it's gonna be a big game for the vets because mm-hmm. that trust is gonna be huge against the secondary. But I also feel like that was one of the problems that we saw against the Giants was this idea that, you know, Rogers sometimes gets blinders on and force feeds his guys. So I'm curious your thoughts kind of on this, like who do you think maybe for the Packers offense is going to step up and have a big game? Are you at all concerned about, you know, him and the connection that he's made with the rookies? Like who, who's your guy this week on offense? I don't think I'm concerned about it because I think Rogers is still targeting his rookies when they're on the field. Now, obviously Christian Watson being taken out was really unfortunate for him. And I think the longer he deals with some of these like nagging injuries, like, just the further behind he's going to be. But Dobbs gets plenty of targets every game. And I think that that's going to continue. Um, I think my thought about him is just, you know, he's he just needs to be a little bit more focused on really making sure he finishes his catches this week. Like he's had a couple of, you know, drops, fumbles, et cetera, that, you know, you go the wrong way against a team like this and it, it ends up much worse than it has in the past. So I think ball security for him is going to be it. Um, I think this is going to be a really big Alan Lazard game. I think just based on Lazard's body type and the trust that he has with Rogers and his ability to hopefully like win matchups again, like I'm thinking about like sauce Gardner, who's a big corner, like a big rangy wide wingspan corner. Like you're, I'm imagining he's going to be on Lazard the most. And I like that matchup because I like Lazard's size and his ability to kind of shake off defenders the way he can and win in 50, 50 matchups. And I think Rogers is going to target him quite a bit. Um, Rogers mentioned also how he likes seeing Bobby Tunyon, like building on his snap count every week. I know he's still coming back from the ACL. So I can see Bob being a really fun matchup in this game. Um, And he's another, you know, especially red zone target that Rogers really loves. So I have my eyes on those two, but broken record here. Like, please, please, please continue to feed the ball to the running backs and please start getting them involved in the past game because I think Aaron Jones, again, can be a really fun matchup against some of these linebackers. If you get Aaron Jones on Quad Alexander or CJ Mosley, like I'm taking that right any day. So yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, we we talked about it with the recap that you don't want this Packers offense to be dictated by the Jets defense. And, you know, there is a familiarity with Robert Sala, right? You talked about it already. He was with the 49ers. Matt LaFleur saw him, you know, as the Rams offensive coordinator, saw him as 
the Packers head coach in the playoffs. Like there's a history there and he just knows his tendencies from like, you know, being close with him. So I think you, you it, it's, it's going to be a chess match between this defense and this Packers offense. And that's one of the things that I just, I don't want this, this Packers team to get away from their scheme and doing what is right for them. Because I think we saw that against the giants and, you know, you can argue, you know, until you're blue in the face about the calls that they made on third and two and fourth and two. And if those were the right decisions, Matt LaFleur stands by them. Aaron Rodgers does. But I think just seeing the creativity and sticking true to the scheme and saying like, you you said it earlier this week, like, you know, okay, there's an eight man box. We're still going to run the ball. Like we still have to be true to our tendencies and our scheme. And we can't let what the defense is doing dictate how we do that. Yeah. So for you, like, what's the key to winning this matchup besides obviously winning the turnover battle? Because I think that's every week, but especially true this week. Like, I'm going to flip your question around on you. I think honestly, to me, it's it's just sustaining drives because we know that this Jets offense can stretch the field. We know that they can sustain drives. We know that this Packers defense has the potential to get gassed. And I think you want to put your team in a position to play with a lead the Packers I I say that knowing that they didn't do a very good job of that Sunday but the Packers defense when they have the versatility and the ability to play with a lead historically they've been really good and comfortable in those situations it's when the Packers offense gets on the field and goes three and out that things start to sputter so I think if the Packers can just move the chains feel comfortable I mean you think of how many of those drives had you know, if Rodgers doesn't take that sack in the second half and they're able to kick a field goal, how much that changes the dynamic of the game. So just those little things like finishing drives. And even if it's a field goal, even if you're not happy settling for a field goal, you know, we're talking about the perfect versus good thing. Again, if a touchdown is perfect, the field goal is good. And you've just got to start making good moves before you try to make perfect moves. Yeah. I mean, I say take the points these days with the way this offense is is working right now. Um, not saying don't go for it on certain fourth down situations, depending on, um, you know, where they are in the game, but I'm with you. I mean, the field goal unit's been great. Mason's been money. So take the points and just live to see another day. Yeah, I'm with you. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 